Hello, this is Alex, and you are listening to Equity Monday for October 5th, 2020. I am back. A big thanks to Natasha and Danny for keeping everything running last week. I missed a big one, but it is good to be back in the saddle, aka the office chair. Welcome to the fourth quarter of 2020. If it is anything like the last three, we are in for quite a ride, so strap in. And of course, a new quarter means that it is nearly time for yet another earnings cycle, one that will include a number of new companies that just went public, names that you know already, like Asana, JFrog, Palantir, and others. Stocks are also up this morning, despite more political, economic, and health disruptions here in the U.S., where COVID infections remain high, ahead of a contentious and critical election. And of course, before we start, Equity is back on YouTube. You can check that out over at youtube.com slash techcrunch and follow the show on Twitter at EquityPod. And with that, I think we can start. So turning to the weekend, well, a couple of stories stood out as important this morning. Uh, One concerning the ride-hailing market that helps explain the risks still inherent in that space where many players are still private. One discussing a recent boom in the crypto space that you should hear about. And just a little nibble about Facebook that I swear matters. Over the weekend, and just six days after Uber won its appeal against London transportation regulators to continue operating in the city for another 18 months or a year and a half, one of its bigger rivals has found itself in the hot seat, according to TechCrunch. Ola, the India-based ride-hailing startup, is not getting its Transport for London ride-hailing license renewed after failing to meet some of TFL's public safety requirements specifically around licensing for drivers and vehicles. It's a really big deal given how large of a market London is for ride-hailing companies. Ola told TechCrunch that it plans to appeal the decision, and as was the case with Uber, under TFL's rules, a company is allowed to continue operating while appealing a decision so Ola should still be around in London. Of course, this story highlights the legal issues that major ride-hailing startups face in addition to sharply lower ride volume around the world thanks to COVID-19 and its related economic disruptions. And over the weekend, there was a report from DAP Radar, that's D-A-P-P Radar, a tracking service focused on the blockchain market that picked up quite a lot of attention, including, well, my attention. The report highlights huge gains in terms of volume and interest and activity in the DeFi, or decentralized finance space that has really kicked off the last couple of months. If you were curious why your friends were suddenly once again talking about cryptocurrencies, this is why. Notably, it's the Ethereum blockchain and not the venerable Bitcoin that has seen volume explode as DeFi itself has taken off. So really, it seems to be that Ethereum, or Ether, whatever you want to call it, is the beneficiary of this recent boom in DeFi, which is really just like a set of uh, financial things you can do inside of the Ethereum blockchain, like loaning money, buying different stable coins. I'm poking around this, and it seems to be like, I don't know, maybe Gen 2 of finance apps built on a blockchain. And of course, that's kind of what Ethereum is for. Anyways, To wrap up our weekend review, a document prepared by Facebook outlining how it might argue to fend off a forced government breakup of its various, you know, parts leaked to the Wall Street Journal. Summarizing it very, very aggressively, the company has legal and technical arguments against any such dissolution of its various parts. All that work that Facebook has done to integrate its various services may dilute them, making them kind of crappier to use, but the move also makes it much harder for Facebook to carve bits off itself if the U.S. government wants to break it up. So let's see what Congress comes up with next. Two rounds for you this morning. The first is from TechCrunch, where our own Kirsten Korosek reported that Einride has picked up an investment worth $10 million. Now, Einride, just to help you out, is E-I-N-R-I-D-E. Of course, Korosek is TechCrunch's 
automotive and transport expert, along with, of course, Megan Rose Dickey, who covers micromobility and other elements of the space. The pair of them have been hard at work putting together our TechRush Mobility Session, which kicks off tomorrow and should be one hell of a ride. Anywho, Einride makes, quote, electric and autonomous vehicles that are designed to carry freight, according to our own article, of which several are on the road and even carry freight for, get this, Oatly. Yeah, that's cool. Anyways, the new capital for Swedish Einride comes ahead of an October 8th reveal that we will cover. Uh, but what do they do? Well, they do kind of like, you know, pods that drive about automatically. So it's like a like a truck maybe, but instead of looking like a truck and having a person up there, it's an Einride, uh, which I think is really cool. But $10 million isn't that much money for that big of a space. So I'm really curious to see what this October 8th reveal will bring. Finally, in the funding section, Business Insider reports that Cooler Screens has raised $80 million in a Series C from, quote, Verizon Ventures, M12, Great Point Ventures, and Silicon Valley Bank. At this point, I should point out that I decided to bring up the round before I knew that Verizon Ventures had put money into it. So hello, Parent Corporation's venture capital arm. Anyways, what does Cooler Screens do? Well, it's one of those very literal names. They put screens on the coolers, well, digital screens onto kind of cooler doors, if you will. I have to admit, I am violently against this idea. Um, the last thing in the world that I need is more screen time. Still, with 80 million fresh dollars and Walgreens rolling out cooler screens tech to 2,500 stores in 2021 per BI, expect to see this IRL soon enough. Uh, I don't know about you, but I think I'm going to move to a small cabin in the woods where I'm going to learn to chop firewood, and that's it. That's my future, not screens. And moving towards a conclusion here, getting you back to your busy, busy Monday. It's uh, raining on the East Coast, by the way, if you want to know why I'm miserable today, but there you have it. Anyways, finally today, I am a little bit surprised that stocks are up. As I record, the stocks are going to open quite a bit higher, and it seems there's little that can be done to keep investors from anticipating more market gains and thus keeping equities aloft with their enthusiasm, except, of course, perhaps a bad earnings season. We're about to dig into the Q3 reporting cycle now that Q4 is upon us which should give us a real look into the last few months' business performance. I don't know more than anyone else about what has gone on, but as we've seen continued layoffs here in the U.S. and renewed lockdowns both domestically and abroad, it's hard to expect highly salubrious numbers, right? Of course, some companies will excel. The Zoom of the world will always crush it. Those that are experiencing a strong COVID lift will continue to do so. Maybe ed tech companies will put up some really big numbers. But for the rest of the market, you know, what's next? Today, the stock market is still strong enough to tempt new and continued technology debuts. That is a mark of health. But what if the fundamentals of the economy have dropped a couple of points? What if things just aren't growing as quickly? What if valuations are just a little bit too rich compared to what's actually going on? Well, that would be rough indeed. But for today, it's still all things go with the stock market able to shrug off the American president in the hospital and little demonstrated ability by the current administration to not tie its shoes together. Perhaps, of course, the U.S. government just matters less than it once did, and disruptions thereof just aren't that scary. Or perhaps everyone just thinks things are pretty good. But, you know, with stocks up, LPs are rich, which means VCs will raise, which means startups will have lots and lots of capital, and IPOs will keep on happening. Either way, it's Monday morning, and things don't look, from where I sit now, like they're slowing down. Just keep an eye on those Q3 numbers. And that was Equity for October 5th, 2020. We appreciate you starting your week with us. We are back, of course, Thursday afternoon, unless something very, very big happens, in which case we'll talk to you sooner. Follow the show on Twitter at EquityPod or myself on Twitter where I am at Alex. And of course, we will see you at TechCrunch Mobility Sessions tomorrow and Wednesday. All right, stay safe. Bye.